be real. One hundred and twenty. One twenty. Twenty. We getting all out there, though. We getting. Man, we old. Come, OGs, real for real. I have one more year left in my prime. Just one. My God. <laughs> you ain't entered it yet. Wait till you hit them thirties, my buddy. <laughs> he had two years. Sorry. 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 And the knees start giving out. Mm-hmm. That's when the prime really starts. <laughs> but man, before we get started, first up, I got a couple of announcements. We're not talking about the Tigers today because yet yeah, another postponement, cancellation, whatever it was, the SMU game got postponed again. And now the next game is at Tulsa, the team we just lost to. Probably last time we played, or I don't know, when was the last time we played? I don't remember. It's been 84 years. December. <laughs> 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 hey, it's been 84 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got Dom said. Hey, man. Shout, shout out to Dom, man. Join me on the uh, Let's Tighten Up podcast Tuesday. We'll get, to, get to that a little later. Um, what else? Calvin Austin, wide receiver, University of Memphis. He is coming back to school. <laughs> Needed that. Yeah. Yeah, that was huge. But topics today, NBA, college football, it's the next championship was this week. Uh seemed like that was seemed like it was wasn't this week actually. Yeah. So much happened since then. So much happened since then. In the fail. Uh gonna review what happened wild card and preview the division around. And back with Troll on this week. And we finish yeah. off with two. So first up, Took. Alright, y'all. So um a lot of people have been coming at Kyrie Irving, and I could definitely can't wait to get you all's opinion on um everything that he's doing right now. Um, especially, you know, with missing games and you know, being called massless and everything. So if you hadn't heard of the situation, uh Kyrie Irving has missed the last, I think, four or five games. Um, and he really the word is he hadn't told any of his um, teammates, his coaches or whatever that he's going to be missing the game. He's just, you know, been solo doing his own thing. You know, he was caught at a party, which was his, his 30th party, um, you know, through COVID, you know, he didn't have a mask on. So we know how the media goes through that. Um, and then he was uh, on a conference call um, for a congressman, you know, pushing support uh through during the nuggets game which i get that part i definitely get that but what i want to say is um and like i said i definitely want to get you all's opinion is i feel like the type of person that Kyrie is he's still trying to understand who he is as a person and what i mean by that is that sometimes that when you're on a spiritual walk that you are doing things that you don't necessarily know that you're doing you know what I'm saying? And, like, we're 10 games in the season. I understand that, you know, he should be playing basketball. That's his 9-5 to five per se. But when you're going – when you're playing a game of basketball and there is so much th- more things to tend to, like, you know, <laughs> the damn capital that we talked about last week, you know, damn well black people couldn't be able to do that. There's a lot of things going on mentally that a lot of players are thinking about but still having to go to a 9-5 to five to where they really shouldn't be going. If you look at last week or something like that, the Pistons and Sixers games, they the Sixers had eight players. You're still playing basketball because of COVID. 
like Kyrie is seeing something and like I said he's making decisions that I don't necessarily think that he you know understands yet but when you let's talk about Jacob Blake as well like shot seven times the whole bubble stop because of it right and then we have the 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 announcement that hey none of the officers are guilty you know what I'm saying like so what what now NBA you know what I'm saying? So I think that Kyrie is, is becoming a leader in something, but he's at the beginning of his spiritual walk, and I don't think he understands what he's doing so far, but it's good for the league. The fact that people are asking him, like Stephen A, are asking him to retire, nah, it, it, it's 10 games into the season. He was there to win a championship, and when it's time for that, if he doesn't step up to the plate, I think then all critiques will be valid. How do y'all feel about what, everything I just said? Uh, we start with uh, Sheedy, we go down to Savage, then go around to Sharky. Um, the interesting that you, you talk about his spiritual walk, um, that was like a really good uh, play for him, I guess. Um, and I, I don't mean that like in a bad way, right? Because um, for those yeah. that weren't known, we, me and Tip 2 were going back and forth before the show started. Um, but I think it's, it's a little bit different for everyone. Everyone's walk with whatever your spirituality will always be different. And I agree, too. Um, you know, day one, you might not be like with God or Buddha, whoever it may be, uh, but it might take you some time to get there. Um, but he's also come out um, like a Kevin Love or, or a DeMar DeRozan about things. Um, to me, um, Kyrie's got a lot of uh, rope with the Nets. Uh, what I mean by that is like he's a, he's a star player on a franchise and, you know, he pretty much get away with some things that he's gotten away with so far. Um, where I think some other players wouldn't get as much of a lead way. I mean, as he has, yes, he's getting fined, but the man makes over $25, uh, $26 million a season. So him missing a couple hundred thousand, he'll be all right. Um, I wish I could get a couple hundred thousand myself. Um, but I think this this also speaks to the, the chemistry that he can build on the court. Um, when you're not on – when you're not playing with your team, it does hurt the chemistry of the team. Um, and so from an NBA perspective, um, it's hard to build chemistry, especially you just got a new star player there as well. I know we'll get to that later. Um, and you just have new players around you. So um, whatever's going on, I hope it, it does, you know, he finds his route the way he needs to. Um, and of course, want to make sure that he is, you can't, you can't do anything unless yourself is good, right? You can't pour into a cup if your cup isn't already full. Um, and so hopefully he recharges, gets his cup together um, so he can pour into that other cup that this team is going to need. Um, but for right now, um, I hope he, again, gets the help that he needs. So I'm I'm still processing the entire situation um, because at the beginning of the season, <laughs> at the beginning of the season, Kyrie was, came out and, well, I don't know if he came out and said it, but he just acknowledged that he wasn't speaking to the media. Um, which was weird for me because as an NBA player, you're contractually obligated to speak to the media. Um, that's part of your contract. That's how they make money in the media, which in turn helps you make money as a player. Uh, so that that was kind of weird for me. Um, and then, two, um, I feel like a couple of weeks ago, maybe days ago, they were saying that the Nets didn't even know where Kyrie was. And that to me was kind of weird. I'm like, how does your employer not know where you are? Because if I just didn't show up to work, they'd be like, where you at? If you ain't getting here, you're going to be fired or, you know, whatever, fine, whatever. Um, and I'm also aware that 
as an NBA player or a professional athlete, it's a little bit different from a nine to five job in terms of like the expectations. Um, but at the same time, it still is a job. So it's, it was kind of weird for me that, you know, Kyrie was able to do these things uh, without any sort of repercussions. That being said, like she mentioned, I don't really know what's going on with Kyrie. I know that Kyrie, and I mean, it's in, in a, a neutral way that he's different um, for better or for worse for some people because he's a, a flat earther and other stuff. But I wish that Kyrie would just come out in some shape or fashion, whether that's like a written statement, a tweet, a short video or whatever, and just say, hey, y'all, I'm not well right now. I need some time, some space for myself to get my life together. You know, I'm debating whether or not I want to play or not. You know, I'm, I'm consulting with a counselor, a therapist, you know, whatever. We as a society don't know what's going on. And of course, with him being Kyrie Irving, NBA champion, all-star, one of the best point guards ever played the game, we want to know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? And, and we're going to continue to poke and pride as the media, as fans, until Kyrie gives us a resolution. Again, Kyrie is a little bit different from all of us. And so he doesn't really abide by normal rules. Uh, but at the same time, Kyrie got to play ball at some point. He got to come out and speak. He got to come out there and dribble with uh, KD and now James Harden, which I think he will now because the team is significantly better. Uh, but I don't know what's going on with Kyrie. I just need him to do something. <laughs> Say something, do something. Let us know that you're alive. I always tell my students, like, let somebody know when you're struggling or make it known to somebody. And maybe Brooklyn does know. Maybe, maybe, maybe they do know and they're just keeping it close to chest. But I feel like it doesn't it doesn't look healthy what he's doing right now. It doesn't it doesn't look healthy for the growth of that team. It doesn't look healthy for Kyrie himself. So I, I hope he's doing well. Uh, but at some point, life does go on. You have a pulse. You got to come out and just say, hey, I'm struggling or, hey, this is what's going on. Y'all keep me in y'all prayers and then keep it moving. Totally. Before you go, uh, two things I just wanted to add. Um, hell of a job um, expressing that. I feel like that because of his relationship with Kevin Durant, I feel like that honestly they would know that just playing it close to hand. And you know how Kevin Durant's been with the media, like right. <laughs> he's right. not sure whatever about it. So I really think that their their relationship is still there. I don't think that that's something yeah. that the media is trying to portray Kyrie. Like, you know, they made Jimmy Butler to be an asshole and we know how he was. <laughs> um, but yeah. number two, uh, Kyrie Irving was fined $50,000 um, for attending his sister's party. And then uh, he's not, he's lost nearly a mil uh, so far of, 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 of the salary this season. So just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Appreciate that. Um, for me, I'm, I'm big on communication. I'm big on if there's something wrong with you, whether that be physically, emotionally, mentally, whatever the case may be, then depending on my relationship with you, I expect for you to tell me that. And my thing with Kyrie, first of all, I think Kyrie is an amazing person. I think he's different in some cases, um, but not to take away from his talent, but I just, he, I mean, he's a really good guy, but I think there's something wrong with Kyrie to y'all's point. I just think he needs to say that. And I feel like he has the capability of communicating that because the last time I checked, I think he's vice president or president of the basketball players association. So he has that ability to communicate, but I think the thing that's rubbed me off in this situation, um, the thing that's rubbed me the wrong way when he was in Boston and the same thing he was in Cleveland is he, he'll have these time periods when he's going through something and he's not expressing what's wrong. 
And and that and sometimes necessarily you don't even have to express that. Even to like several said, just tell me that I need my time away to do this, X, Y, and Z. Um, you talked about all the work he's done in the community. Great job. Nobody's taking any of that away from him. But if you need that time, then tell me that. So I know how to move. But when you're not communicating, I mean, it's just like you said, with an employee, if you don't call and tell me, hey, I'm going to be late or, hey, I'm not showing up for a couple of days as an employer. <laughs> my first instinct is to be like, all right, this clearly this situation is not working out. Exactly. Shady. So I just think for me and I understand, I just wish he would say something. That's all that I, that's all that I want for Kyrie. Yeah, for me, I think uh, we'll hit the nail on the head with everyone else is saying here about we all wish that Kyrie would say something. But I'm going to take what Tuke mentioned earlier as far as that spiritual walk. And I'm actually going to go in the other direction with it and just say, I feel that Kyrie needs to figure out who he is on the court as opposed to off the court at this point in time. Because if you go back to, you could basically just go back five years to when they won the championship. Um, at this point, of course, he's won the championship with LeBron, things of that nature. Then things starting to happen in where uh, things were working out, things were clicking. You know, everybody was questioning him in terms of LeBron and things of that nature, which led to him eventually wanting out. <clears throat> then we all know what happened in Boston and how that relationship turned out and things of that nature. And then he leaves, he goes to Brooklyn, thinking he's going to have a fresh start. And then one of his closest friends and idols passes away you know, last January. So now where are you now as far as a basketball player at this point in time? Um, I think having Katie there now will probably aid some kind of aid that whole thing in a little bit. But I just think that at this point, like you guys said, like he's gonna have to say something, he's gonna have to come out and acknowledge it. And I'm not saying that we're not knocking his talent. We know what he can do on the court, but it's just from a mental standpoint. Like, where are you and who are you now as a person? Because mentally, uh, physically, I think he still can go, can still do what he does, and he still has that quote-unquote mama mentality. But I think losing Kobe and then everything that's transpired prior to that could potentially play a part in this. But, again, we don't know exactly what, what it is. Um, but, again, that's nothing against Kyrie as a player. He's an amazing person as well. But – I just think more so than his spiritual walk off the court, I think he's probably trying to find himself on the court as well. Not saying anything in terms of his talents, but it's from a mental standpoint. Oh, y'all pretty much hit the head on the coffin. Um, as for me, for Kai Irving, uh, <laughs> not Kyrie, <laughs> Kai. Uh, <laughs> I hope he's doing, I mean, overall, it's, I care from it. I think, I think, of him as from from the human being standpoint as in i'm hoping he's actually okay i go back to the spiritual you know and him finding himself i'm generally hoping that he's okay uh mental health is a real thing out here and just overall i am hoping he's okay i do disagree with some of the backlash uh, especially saying he should he should just retire and stuff like that but then again, he bought down himself by not communicating back to Skyler and Shaq, uh, Savage's point. Like, that's with me. Communication is big with me as well. Like, communicate with your employer. If you need to take time away, tell them that you need to take time away. Don't just – we shouldn't be hearing stories saying Steve Nash didn't hear from you. That's that's right. himself. Like, mm -hmm. you, you say something. Like, I understand you have to take your time, but, like, please say something. Like, don't just go away. And with him not talking to the media – already then you do that 
that was that's what makes it worse, and that's how come the media will say Mitts like hey, he need to retire all this stuff. Like, like you kind of bought on yourself, although I do disagree with uh, that backlash to that extent. But just read it, man. Just communicate. But overall, like I said, hoping he's he's doing. Hopefully, he's good. He's in a good place. Yeah, I, I definitely appreciate everything that y'all just said, man. Um, I feel like Kyrie is in a great place um, mentally. Like I said, he's just trying to figure it out. Um, I also feel like it's just a part of me still feels like, man, he don't have to tell us a damn thing, you know? And I, and a part of me kind of is like, uh, I shouldn't feel that way, but a part of me is like, you know, he should he should tell the Nets. A part of me feels like he has told the Nets. And like I said, they're just keeping it close to hand. They're like, it's only 10, 11 games into the season, y'all. We got 72 more games left. If the season, you know, continues, like I said, the way the NBA been running things, they, it's been it's been hella questionable. Like Adam Silver is doing, has been doing a great job and and everything, but I, I don't know, man. Playing playing games with not just superstar players is like you already losing ratings. I'm not gonna watch a game, a Sixers game, when Ben Simmons and Joel ain't playing and all of them. So what's up, guys? No, I, I just just have one comeback for you. I think for me personally, I feel like the reason. Steve Nash or Kevin Durant don't know is because of the answer that they gave. If they knew, okay, he's stepping away because he wants to handle X, Y, and Z in some form or fashion, they'd say that. But when, as a reporter, when I ask you, when do you expect Kyrie to come back? And your answer is, I don't know, or he's coming back when Kyrie's coming back. Then I feel like, then you also don't know. And if it, like you said, I mean, he doesn't have to tell us a damn thing, but I feel like at some point, I mean, at, at minimum, your um Bobby Marks, who's the GM, he should know. Steve Nash and Kevin Durant should know. And at least your teammates should know that. But I just feel like they don't know that with the answer that they gave. Right, right. Got you, brother. Got you, brother. Well, depending on it, I guess it really don't matter when Kyrie comes back. I guess, you know, the summit does, the summit <laughs> doesn't, because they just made a trade for, you know, Superstar James Harden. <laughs> You know, um, it was something that I didn't want to have it, but kind of knew it was going to happen. Um, I guess we can get into the specifics in just a second. I thought I had a up. My apologies. Here we go. Uh, so, yeah, the Nets got James Harton and a second pick from the Cavs. Uh, the Nets traded Jared Allen and Torian Prince to the Cavs and Karis LeVert. Uh, or Jalabert cousin, however you want to put it, and a couple of <laughs> <laughs> and seven different picks to the Rockets, uh, three first round picks and three first uh, round swaps, which I ain't ever heard of. If y'all have, um, and then uh, of course the um, Rockets traded Karis LeVert to the Pacers for Victor Oladipo, so it was a nice three way trade for a lot of teams. Um, definitely want to get y'all thoughts on James Harden. Four, you're right. Four, four. What was the four team? It was the Cavs, the Pacers, the Rockets, and the Nets. Nets. Okay, yeah, yeah. Four. Okay, just my count. That's all. Uh, but yeah, how how do y'all feel about James Harden being with the Nets finally? I guess. <laughs> I have a lot to say about this, um, so I won't say too much now. I'm just gonna say I think who won the the and because I, I want to talk at the end, I want to see what everyone else says, but I think the Winners of this trade um, were the Rockets, um, to be honest. Um, I know we're talking about James Harden. Um, all of us on this broadcast all said that we saw the Lakers versus the Nets in the finals. Um, the question now is, does James Harden now secure 
the victory in the finals. Um, and to me, that's a no. Um, and the reason that's a no is because you just paired James Harden back with the same coach who he couldn't win a championship with. And I'll come back at the end. Technically, he's not the coach. <laughs> he's on the staff. Same thing. <laughs> he's not the head coach. Because Kyrie said they don't need a coach. So y'all know that I was high on the Nets at the beginning of the season, primarily because I felt like the pairing of, of KD and Kyrie, they would somehow find a way to make it work. Um, in terms of them being like best friends and both being two of the best scorers of all time. Yeah, quote fingers around that because we don't even know what they are now because Kyrie won't communicate. <laughs> but um, the James Harden trade to the Nets in theory on 2K sounds good because you have three of the best scores in the NBA all in, in all on one team. And I don't want to get into the cliche of like, it's only one basketball, you know, da-da-da-da. I'm – I'm looking at it from a different standpoint. So looking at each of these three players, they are all unstable one way or another. Kyrie, we already spoke about his instability right now going on with the team. Kevin Durant, he's passive aggressive. He's a team hopper. uh, So he doesn't really have roots into an organization. And then three, you have James Harden, who I don't care what that man does in the regular season. I have, I do not care anymore what he does. I want to see him in the second round of playoffs against a superior team where he ends up getting the yips. And I'm I'm a firm believer that if he runs into a team like Boston or Miami or Philadelphia, he don't get the yips yet again. <laughs> so I went back and looked at each of the previous NBA Finals winners, and you literally can find stability in each of those teams one way or another. So the Lakers with Kobe, stable. Dallas Mavericks with Dirk, stable. Miami Heat, back-to-back, stable. LeBron, D-Wade, that's stability. The Spurs, the, the definition of stability. Uh, the Warriors, Steph, Clay, Draymond, Steve Kerr, stable. Cavs, LeBron, stable. Warriors again, all the way down. Toronto Raptors, stable, solid organization. Last year with LeBron and AD, stable. At no point in like the past 11 years do you find an an unstable team winning an NBA championship. So the Nets could very well get to the finals, but I don't think they have enough cohesion and enough roots to <laughs> hold a candle to the Lakers who going to make it out of the West, let's be honest. So it sounds good in theory, but I feel like they might even make it out of the out of the, the East, to be honest, from the way it looks. It might look nice. I agree, Shreedy. I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it might look nice, but I don't, I don't, I don't really feel it for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, so when I saw the trade, I was, I'm not sure how I felt about it. I think one, I was a little shocked because I couldn't, for the life of me, understand how the Houston Rockets agreed to trade. I mean, at minimum, I, can we at least all agree that James Harden top five in the league? Can we top five, top ten? If we don't want to say top five. Top 10. And for you to not get back Karis LeVert, you don't get back Jerry Allen. You don't even mention Joe Harris, who's the best shooter on the Brooklyn Nets team. You don't get back Spencer Dinwiddie. As the Houston Rockets, what are you doing? You don't grab any of those players. Like, I. I You're shocked? 
I've only been for the last two months. Anywho, so back to the Brooklyn Nets. Um, for me, I'm skeptical if it works because of Kyrie Irving. I'm skeptical of it working because, like, I mean, I mentioned this earlier, and Savage kind of talked about this. Kyrie Irving is unstable, and so, um, I think that Kyrie Irving is going to cause rift in that locker room. I think he's going to cause separation of amongst friends or teammates um, in that locker room. And that for some, somehow, some way will prevent the Brooklyn Nets from winning the championship or at least getting to the finals. I think they have enough talent on paper to get there, but it's, it's, it's something about that team that doesn't seem right. It's as if it's like, I've seen this story before and I know how it ends and I know how it ends because I don't see the Brooklyn Nets winning the championship because you have LeBron James, who is the ultimate mediator. You have LeBron James who can literally make everybody get along on one specific team and make that thing work within a year, because clearly we saw how well he did it with Anthony Davis. I don't think I don't think Kevin Durant has the capability to say, oh, y'all shut up and we're about to just play basketball. I don't think he has that in him for you. And we all know at this point he's the leader of the team. And so because we know that, in, at least my opinion, I don't think Kevin Durant is that person, has that dog in him to say, everybody should have, let's just play basketball. Kyrie Irving, get your ass to, like, to the games. Like, I don't think because he, I don't think he has that is the reason I still don't see the Brooklyn Nets at least making it to the finals. Or if they make it to the finals, they won't make it. Okay. First and foremost, if you guys are wondering why I'm considering dropping the Tunica uh, moniker, uh, it was because of this ridiculous trade here. Uh, do do I was 100% certain that James Harden would be a Philadelphia 76er. I was like, book it. Had a better deal. Us. Yeah, they had a much better deal than what they eventually got out of this deal. But for you, Philadelphia, not to pull the trigger because you didn't want to part ways with Tyrese Maxey. That makes you look bad. Now, don't get me wrong. He's had a great rookie a start to his uh, rookie campaign. Sixers are playing well. But I just think for a guy of James Harden's caliber, I just think him and Joel Embiid would have meshed much, much more and probably would have made them a much more serious threat in the East than they probably are currently. I would have parted with Ben Simmons. I'm sorry. You, you definitely have to – you got to come off of somebody if you're going to get James Harden. Uh, but – it is what it is there. For the Nets, I'm, I'm catching a lot of Clippers vibes with, with this. And, mm. um, as far as, as you guys just mentioned about Kyrie Irving being unstable, like it's until we see it, I don't really think they can potentially get out of the East. And one of the teams that can upset them is the team that I personally feel won this four-way deal, and that's the Indiana Pacers. Um, by getting rid of Victor Oladipo, who wanted to be traded, who doesn't want to be there, um, and to get somebody who plays similar to him and carries LeVert for pretty much cheaper and three years younger, who I think is going to be an all-star this season now that he's in Indiana because he's going to actually be unleashed. That team is scary good and potentially dangerous. We already talked about uh, – well, we haven't talked much about him, but Tamani Sabonis, that's a bad dude right there. You guys better take notice of that. Uh, Michael Brogdon, who's probably one of the most underrated players in the league coming off – few years in the league of course he was rookie of the year in 2016 if i'm not mistaken so um with everything that's going on in the east with indiana miami boston 
until uh, I see it, I, I really see this implode. Like I said, I'm catching a lot of Clippers vibes with, with this. Uh, with this <laughs> Plus, they got worse defensively. Let's just let's just be real. Uh, they were already terrible. Yes, they were already terrible because one, I felt Jared Allen should have should have been their starter as opposed to DeAndre Jordan. And the only reason that he's starting is to keep Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving happy because they're all friends. So now that your best defender is gone, yeah, exactly. Now that your best defender is gone, there's going to be no defense whatsoever on the interior, which pass it over to my man Savages when, he's, when it gets to the finals. Who guarding AD? That's what's going to be. That's what's going to be the question. So in the end, I mean, kudos to the Nets. I mean, they got James Harden. Um, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, so that's for me. Yeah, like Scott was saying, Houston, um, they have a problem. <laughs> All sports, uh, football with Deshaun Watson, uh, sure. basketball with the Rockets, and I guess they love first round picks and pick swaps because that's what they got. Um, uh, I'm, I'm assuming because they asked uh, Philly for Maurice Tabu, Tyrese Maxey, and Ben Simmons, and Philadelphia said no to that. Um, Maybe they could have left one player off, I guess. I don't know. That it is what it is. But uh Indiana did do great with the deal getting carries the vert. Them being a scary team to make it out the east. Yeah, they can upset somebody in the first round. That's about it, in my opinion. Um but I had Brooklyn making to the finals before this trade. Ain't nobody in the east beating them, in my opinion. Uh stability or not, that they making out the east. Now, anybody finds against the Lakers, that's a different story. <laughs> I still don't picture the win to find us yet. And it really comes down to KD. Uh, like we said, we don't think KD has that in him to just say, let's just play ball. It's up to him to prove that he got that. He left Golden State for this. For this. So for me, it's to it's KD. It's time for you to prove you're you're the actual leader now. You left Golden State for this moment to be this player, put together this team now. Mm-hmm. Do it. Let's see what you got. It's like with, with, go ahead, Shark. I'm sorry. I know you want to finish. I was about to say what uh what's the 14? Ah, right, uh, Cleveland and all them centers. Uh you you go. But it's like with this Brooklyn Nets team with these three now eventually getting together, it's like every, all the questions that we had about them are now being brought to the forefront. Like Shark just mentioned in terms of Kevin Durant, like can you be not just the dog on a basketball court, but can you be that vocal leader to just say, all right, shut up, everybody. We're going to play basketball. Let's get this going. Kyrie, are you comfortable being, let's just be honest, are you comfortable, comfortable being the third option now? He could to L.A. for Yeah, you had the issue being the second option in Cleveland Which? to LeBron James. So now <laughs> are you going to be happy being the third option now? Then, of course, with James Harden, can you show up in the playoffs? So, um to think about that, he don't have to show up now because he got them too. <laughs> but I do put the ball. I do think they need to put the ball in his hands. I do think James Harden needs to be kind of like the pseudo point guard in half court. He needs to be the one to ball in his hands because he's the one who he kind of he he's more of a playmaker than Kyrie. Kyrie is more of a scorer. So I think, in my opinion, James Harden should be the one who initiates the offense. Yeah, I can see. Yeah. That, that, that was, um, uh, definitely things don't change your name, bro. Like, don't change your name. But if Tyrese Maxey was the reason that the trade didn't happen, bro, like, 
He's a baller, man. He's he a baller. I think that's the player they've been looking for since Markel Fox, man. He's doing better in fantasy than Kyrie for me. I kind of got to be petty, though. I kind of got to ask, though. Who did the Rockets get more for, Russell or Harden? I got to ask. I got I got it. In y'all opinion. Picks originally gonna turn into names, so that like remains to be seen. Of course, for Russ, they got John Wall, who's looking great right now. And the Marcus Cousins won't be there without John Wall, so that's why I kind of added him on too. Yeah, and the reason why I said the Rockets earlier, I agree they didn't give up and they didn't get enough for James Harden. I I completely agree with that, but it was a toxic situation nonetheless. Victor Oladipo doesn't play good basketball without a good point guard. His years in Indianapolis have definitely been declining since he's gotten there, and so to me, this is a rebirth for Victor Oladipo um, and John Wall. Um, Christian Wood is playing amazing, um, and DeMarcus Cousins is doing what he has to do. Ben McElmore, th- like, there's a different energy, a different aura, right, with Houston. Um, so to me, the better trade was really to get Westbrook, right? Because once Westbrook left, you got John Wall, you got DeMarcus Cousins. And when they made that switch for Karis LeVert, I really wasn't a fan because I'm really more of a fan of for Gerald, um, than I am for Victor. Um, <laughs> but like, Legitimately, as I thought about, it, I was like, "Man, Victor um, does really well. <laughs> does really well uh, when he doesn't have to be the person that has to be the the point guard. He's not like Michael Brogdon is not John Wall. Let's be honest. Um, John Wall is John Wall, and when he goes back to form, which we've seen in these first about ten games, he is more of a top ten point guard talent. Where Michael Brogdon was not. So, to me, you needed to get John Wall there." first um but then yeah you underdid for james harden but at least y'all ain't paying them 40 million um to just make it to maybe the western conference finals game six or seven to lose year after year after year um now you got victor um for like 20 million so you better become a fan of victor because he wants to come to miami so get ready <laughs> i been have victor <laughs> we'll take oh, Bill if need be. We'll take Bill. Uh, Bill the Bill, bro. We we we. On Bill. I'm hopping I'll on the Bill. Levine. Yippee. Bill the Bill. That's, that's... <laughs> Sorry, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we going from possibly getting Giannis to Victor Oladipo, man. <laughs> man. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad Jimmy got there last year, man. I, I didn't think he'd get that far. He got it. Cool. It's been a, it's been a good career. Let's go Grizzlies. you you off the heat train? No, oh, no. my boy Jimmy still no, there. I, I, I know they're not winning, so it just it was what it is. <laughs> oh, I'm hurt. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's the truth, Jimmy. What do you think? Conversation. <laughs> all right man Can't oh it's on out. me now yes sir all right y'all so monday ha monday, monday we're all monday. wrong first of all except oh, I mean, yeah oh, yeah what's all wrong i'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry i knew it started getting somebody started getting yeah, sure. yeah. and you want money didn't it 
No, I, 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 I didn't hope. I didn't, it didn't even matter. <laughs> didn't even matter. So Monday was the P5P championship game. If y'all don't know what that means, it's a Power 5 playoffs. I'm actually going to rename this game. I'm going to call it the Alabama Invitational. So on Monday, we had the <laughs> Alabama Invitational, um, in which Alabama invited Ohio State to the game, and Ohio State proceeded to get their asses kicked to the tune of 52 to 24. Um, I don't care about anything else in this game aside from that dude, number six, uh, Mr. Devontae Smith, who had 12 catches, 215, 18 a pop for three touchdowns. Before he got they had they, like like Ohio State is DBU, period. DBU had zero, <laughs> zero answer for Devontae Smith. Who don't even look like a dominant receiver, but this dude—I don't even know how to how to compare this man to somebody else. Like I don't know what receiver. Y- yeah, CD, he's a he's a pin. He's skinny, but somehow still getting open, snagging on Ball. people. Dude Ball. just had it. So real quick, y'all, we ain't got to spend long on this because Alabama wins it almost every other year. I'm gonna go into order of Shark, Trevor, Skyler, Took, and CD because CD, your team got their ass kicked. Um, <laughs> How do y'all thoughts about the game really quick? Thoughts about Devontae Smith. Exactly. Uh, Devontae Smith to go. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say, oh, what's the you savage or somebody was saying last year was Alabama was their run ending? Somebody said something. I ain't say that. I ain't say that. Somebody <laughs> said something to It was like, you know, LSU came took over. Hey, is Alabama run coming to an end? Well. Whoever said it, the answer is uh, emphatic. No, <laughs> hell no, actually. Yeah, still here. Uh, only thing I'm mad about is I want a higher state to hold them to under 50, just 49 points, Sheedy, and I would have won 95 dollars, man. But I did get I did get 25 dollars for them. Uh, they had to get over 69 and a half total, and they got 70. Both teams combined for 76. So I did get some. And I didn't lose no money. That was free. That was a free bet that I did on that $95 one I could have won. So they ended up working out. But hey, roll tight. <laughs> Whoever made that statement obviously doesn't pay a whole lot of attention to the SEC because it happens like every single year. Like every five years, Alabama has its run. And then maybe one or two years, there's like an outlier. Like LSU or someone else just comes out of the woodwork and maybe wins the national championship or something like that. Um, I honestly thought this game was going to be much closer than it actually was, but I knew Alabama would pull it off because Devontae Smith, that's the bad dude. Like, Savage just ran over the stat line. This is before he got injured, and exactly. 90% of that was in the first half. <laughs> so, like, and I. Well, acknowledge Ohio State is DBU, but they had no answer for this man. And it got to a point where I turned it off, but I eventually kept watching. I I oh, that was enjoyable to watch, actually. No, no, oh, I, oh, I, for I, you? No, I, I turned it off. I turned it off for halftime. <laughs> then I put it back on because I was like, okay, maybe Ohio State is going to make a run. Let's see what's up. But eventually that didn't happen. So. Right, you you messed up now, bro. You, you messed yeah, up. You, you messed up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm 
No, but seriously, no. But, uh, and I'm so serious when I said this. I actually watched their game like as a scout because, of course, we'll talk about that here in a second, but the Steelers got knocked out. And so as a team that needs a quarterback, as a team that needs a wide receiver, as a team that needs a, um, a running back, I was literally looking at like the amount of talent that Alabama had. And I'm just like, damn, like it's talent everywhere. They had a 6'8", 360-pound lineman. Like what the hell are you feeding that man? So like, and, and that's why I feel like for me, like that's why I was enjoyable to watch. And not just like on Alabama side, but like Ohio State had like they had plenty of talent too. And I was just like, I'm yeah. literally it as a scout to say like, damn, it's like talent everywhere. And I also didn't understand for the life of me how the head Devontae Smith was as wide open as he was every time he got in the target. Like he every was just time. wide open. Every time. You know what's crazy? Uh, Skyler, Wade, way the cornerback is good. That's a first round cornerback. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep. And so, and I think as much as much um, talk as we want to give Devontae Smith, Najee Harris looked. <laughs> I mean, if Derrick Henry got like a second cousin, it's Najee <laughs> Harris. Because that man, oh, that's, 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 that's and get six. Najee Harris is like five, fall and get five and a half because that man was not being tackled by anybody. He every time he got the ball, he was. He at least had three or four yards in front of the, the lineman, so he looked really good too. But Nick Saban, Jesus Christ, um, shout out to that man. He's really, really good. Um, last thing before I go, Bill, um, to Savage's point about the Alabama Invitational, they'll be back next year. Nick, Nick Saban actually just got his best recruiting class yeah, that he's really. ever had. And Skyler called Najee Harris, what is his proper name? Future Pittsburgh Steeler, Najee. Harris. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> Yeah, before hey, before two go, man, I feel I honestly have felt bad for Ohio State defense because <laughs> like what are you feel? Why are these Alabama players getting fed, bro? Because like these folks try to tackle you on defense. These country boys, man. You know, the the deep south. Like, man, I was like, bro, what can you do about that? <laughs> this is good form tackling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like three, four dudes to bring Najee Harris and receivers down. It wasn't just him, though. Uh, and Devontae Smith went out the the freshman receivers out here. You know, man, I'm sorry, shitty bro. Hey. <laughs> so one thing before I talk about the game is that uh Lito, I gotta I gotta call Cap on something that you said. You said that you were watching and going through the player scouting. I feel like somebody somebody I feel like somebody asked you to name five Alabama players and you couldn't do it. So now, as you rep your new team, you gotta know which players go to the league now. So I, I, I gotta call Cap on that one. That's um, not my team. That's not my team. I keep telling y'all. I have no but uh uh just that quick quickly for the game man oh, oh man all honesty in all honesty is like i really looked at the game and chose with my heart i chose ohio state uh with my heart because you know a black quarterback i wanted him to succeed but all year we've been talking crap about the Big Ten football. And then me and Shitty, I want people to realize that me and his relationship is actually a pretty dope one. So I wanted to win with him actually for one time. I think that'll probably be the last time I go with you. <laughs> I mean, good job. Good job, Dallas team. Um, 
I never go, I never choose with you anything again, bro. You know, I still love you, though. Shout out to my young homie, Amy. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. The floor is yours. Yeah, unfortunately, um, I know we're not done choosing the same team. Um, and we'll see later on. Um, so, you know, we lost. We got Molly Wap. We got, we showed, we didn't show respect to that field at all. Um, the moment that Trey Sermon went down in the first drive, I was reminded of what happened in 2007 with Ted Ginn uh, when we played Florida. Uh, for those that don't remember, Ohio State, that was, they had just scored. We were coming to score again. Um, Ted Ginn scored um, on that kick return, but then got injured doing some mess. Uh, Didn't they tackle him or something? That was crazy. I remember. Yeah. No, we, yeah, we tackled him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was in a boot for the rest of the game. Yeah, I remember. Um, so it took away our fastest receiver and our most speed on, on the field in 2007. In the first series, Trey Sermon went down. Trey Sermon was huge for us. To, he, those last two games, he's had over 500 yards against some pretty formidable defenses. Um, so for him to go down and us not to adjust with that, you can't run the stretch with Master Teague. Master Teague is a between-the-tackle ISO player. That was retarded. Um, the other thing that was retarded, you know, Devontae Smith had over 1,500 yards before you even got to the game. Why on God's green earth are we still in a 4-3 base defense with four corners expecting anything to happen? When you watch the game in the tape, Sean Wade didn't cover him like he was supposed to. So either he was just saving himself for the league or he was going with whatever the coaches said. But to me, I think he's just saving himself for the league. But to me, he could have really cemented more of a legacy for himself at Ohio State by saying, at least taking that on. Now, we all know over 1,500 yards, ain't nobody really stopping that man. But he could have at least stopped him for at least less than 215 that he just put up, right? <laughs> at least give me 150. I don't know, something, Sean. Um, <laughs> so our inability to adjust, even within the game, if it's third and like, you know, 11 or 12 and Alabama had the ball, they were still throwing the ball. Why are we still having three linebackers and four offense or four defensive linemen in the game when Alabama was bringing out three and four? I understand COVID. I get that part. But we had a week and two days to prepare. And we only brought four DBs to the party. We deserved to get Molly Watt. We let that white boy look good, real good. <laughs> and unfortunately uh, – Okay, you can go, and then I'm going to finish. Go ahead. <laughs> I just had a question. Um, I'm just curious to know how much of that game did you watch? Like, did you watch the whole ass whooping, or did you just stop? <laughs> I, I, I did. I, I did watch the entire beatdown uh, because I'm a fan of my team. And so if my Respect. team going to lose, I'm going down with my team. Um, and so, like, like I said, it was it was really the four three defense. We could have done a lot better with that. And again, going with Trey Sermon um, <laughs> went down. You cannot have Master Teague run a stretch like that. Um, to the point of Scalito, that man was six eight three sixty, and that's their right tackle. And for people that know football, your right tackle ain't even as good as your left tackle. Exactly. So I can only imagine they <laughs> the were left. winning the trick every single play, offensively and defensively. So not only are you winning the trenches, but you're also winning over the trenches. 
there was nowhere for us to get in. Um, thankfully, we scored 21 points, I think, before, before halftime. No, That's before halftime. And it, I thought the second half we could, you know, spark a little bit of a comeback, but three points in the second half, unacceptable. Um, and so, yes, we got our, our butts kicked. Um, and we deserve to get our butts kicked with that game plan that Ryan Day brought to the field um, to play against, again, a receiver who already won the Heisman and has over 1,500 yards. You cannot play a 4-3 base defense, cover two, cover th- You cannot do that. You need to double that man like that. You used to double Calvin Johnson. Uh, for the Lions, right off the line of scrimmage. <laughs> that's it. I'm done with y'all, CD. That, that's it for me. I just, <laughs> that's it for me. <laughs> yeah, well, not only will we be back, Justin Fields will be your number one pick, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, they take the troll and all. We understand you still hurt. You still processing things. It's okay. <laughs> We're here for you. I got some more ammo for you. We're here for you. All right. All right. Uh, before we move on, can we stop yeah. arguing about the Kashua playoff? Because the same team don't come. It don't matter because yeah. Alabama gonna win if it's eight teams, sixteen teams. It don't right. really matter. <laughs> still go ahead. Right. <laughs> hey, Phil, we I'm not a fan of. I know. How, let's let's move on. We ain't got time to talk about college sports. Thank you, Shargi. Um. So on last week, um, there was a um wild card round of the NFL season, and um. We'll talk about let's talk about the Baltimore Ravens and Tennessee Titans. We'll talk about two games that matter. Uh, you, you, let's, so let's be real. Uh, let's be let's let's tie enough of that. Yeah, uh, next, on last Sunday night, um, the Cleveland Browns of Ohio took on the Pittsburgh Steelers of Pennsylvania. Damn, and <laughs> Cleveland Browns walked into Pittsburgh and absolutely um, beat down the Pittsburgh Steelers. So um, before we jump into our division around picks, um, Took, Sharky, Chidi, Savage, is there anything that you guys need or want to say? Um, if the answer is no, we can definitely move on. Um, but it doesn't uh, look like y'all have anything similar. <laughs> I, I have. Oh, no, 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 I, I want to hear from y'all. I want to hear from the yeah, I, heard, I heard from Trevor. I heard from Trevor. Trevor came through. I have right. heard nothing from Mr. Scott or Clayton. I just want to know mm. about the game. Specifically, specifically Baker Mayfield um, doing a great job of, 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 as they say, dotting y'all ass up. I just want to know. It's a, it's How do you feel? Uh, to, to Savage Point, man, we got other podcasts. He talked about that. I don't know. Sports. Good. He too came on there. Yeah, I talked about the last time. Let's find out. We heard you. We heard you. Lito, Lito, Lito. How do you feel? Hey, I'm sorry, Austin, bro. I'm going to keep posting this. Um, 
I would, first of all, I did say this on Twitter, but congratulations to the Cleveland Browns on um, walking into Pittsburgh and making the Pittsburgh Steelers look terrible. Um, to answer your question, too, how I feel, I feel hurt. I feel betrayed. I feel like I've been um, just I, the, the, the first, the, the first play, play of the game. Way. Come on, get it all out. Get it all out. Just let it out. I literally I had, man. I had a five-month-old Charger. Come on, man. I have a five-month-old daughter sitting next to me, and I don't think she's ever heard me scream that loud in my entire life because I was just astonished is how bad of a start the veterans of the Pittsburgh Steelers looked. Marquise Pouncey, I don't think I've ever seen him do that in his entire career. Um, ben Roethlisberger, I hope you retired yesterday. Um, <laughs> I, I Now, I will say this. I've had my reservations about Ben Roethlisberger for years. I will say that. But damn, I hope he retires because I can't I can't watch that type of football. I'm about to cry because that was so bad. <laughs> Those interceptions, the overthrows, the, the miscommunication between him and the center. Um for beating the Pittsburgh Steelers in the wild card round. Um, Mike Ooh. Tomlin, this is strike two against you. I would like for you to um, understand that. Um, now, I will say this before we move on. They are still little brothers when it comes to the AFC North because they haven't won it yet. We will you move on. Chase, to I, you know what? I, I, I trust they pool. Oh, we got <laughs> to if, if the Cleveland Browns are little brothers, that means y'all are Lonzo and they are Lamelo, correct? No, 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 no. <laughs> Is any? Am I the only big brother on this podcast? Yeah. No, nah, me too. Okay. So, okay. Has you, have you played oh, little brother in something when it comes to I don't know a video game? Or basketball or football, and you whooped and you beat them every single year. You get one slip up, right? You get one slip up. Thank you. I ain't gonna even lie. <laughs> I, I, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I ain't gonna even cap y'all. So shout out to my little brother. It got to a point where I teach him basketball, right? But then again, he started getting better than me. You know, his body was better than mine, and he started doing better than uh, me in basketball. So no way, no way. I knew it. That's my brother. I, I, I gotta be true. I gotta speak my truth, man. So, little brother to me. Yeah, Chris, they do it at the scale, man. Anybody else got anything else to say about this stupid game? Real quick. I mean, uh, Chase, can y'all tell Chase <laughs> Claypool to shut up? Because he keeps talking. Like, <laughs> no. Enjoy the couch, please. No. Just don't. It's Juju. It's not even just Chase Claypool. It's Juju as well. I'm like, bro, just chill it's out. Juju, really. <laughs> Shut up. That's why I'm glad Tyus ain't talking because, I mean, the Ravens stumped our loco and ran off the field Aaron, and shook hands and, uh, and we ain't said nothing. <laughs> yeah, I hate it, man, because it's like there's no accountability or no veteran leadership anymore in Pittsburgh. Like, everybody's just doing what the hell they want and nobody's reeling them in, so... That's my strike too against Mike Tomlin for not 
just decide to just it is bring interesting. Mike Tomlin is a strong Hold like on. leader of men type, and Hold he's on. not. He don't rain no men. It's weird. He ain't today with Antonio Brown and them. Yeah, it's yeah. weird, man. It's crazy. Yeah, right. As far as far as motivating, looking to get the best out of the defense, yes, he can do that. But as far as reeling in the entire team, the offensive side of the ball, yeah, it's weird. It's, it's so weird. I just wanted it's to to again. So make sure y'all listen to the homie, uh, the homies podcast. Uh, I just want to give the flowers to Baker Mayfield while we can, man. 18 years, that's a long ass time. And you, you finally got your first win. Like, we got to um, give him credit. Hey, we got it. Also, at this point, the Steelers, Titans, and Ravens, just stop winning, stop winning the division, all three teams. They are better <laughs> on the road than the playoffs. Yeah. They always choke yeah. when they're the home team, when they win the division, every mm-hmm. single time. They still just want a Super Bowl when they were eight and eight. Yep. Six every, time they, every time they get to win and they get home games, they let the Jacksonville Jaguars beat them in the snow. They let Black Borders drop 48, 42 or whatever. The Titans, we want to lose to the Ravens at home every single time <laughs> in the playoffs. <laughs> the last time we had a win. And the Ravens lose to us every single time in the playoffs. So <laughs> just. Home. The last time we had home. a home game and actually did well, we got to the AFC Championship and got destroyed by the Patriots. So that should tell you something. Yeah, just we just need to just stay on the road. Yeah, we on out. Both our teams. No more. No more winning divisions. Barely getting playoffs. That's our chance. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of divisions, we will now go ahead and start our game picks. Moving on, it doesn't care about we don't care about what happened last week. We are moving on. <laughs> so, I know we We have the the LA Rams um, going against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, the Packers are off their their buy that uh, that they clinched. So, um, tell me who y'all got winning. So we're going to go in the order of hmm, <laughs> Sheedy, Took, Sharky, Trevor, Savage. And of course, I'm last. Um, Aaron Donald, regardless of how he feels, and he says more than ninety percent ready. He's ready to go. Um, Jared Goff, bad thumb, um, is there. Um, they had enough uh, to win last week, um, but they have enough to get them right back to the couch this upcoming week. Um, so go ahead and give me the pack. Give me the cheese head. Mm. Right. Um, <clears throat> check. Shout out to the Rams for proving to me that my I was a year early with my Sierra Curry uh, theory. Um, just want to bring that back for the mainstream people. Um, but no, for this game, of course, I don't think Jared Goff has enough for him to, to win against the Packers who's been playing, you know, great football. So, unfortunately, give me the, the Packers as well. Man, as good as that defense was last week, man. It's a different story this week. So, in the words, like Jaden Rose, we said, go Spurs, go. Go pack, go. <laughs> well, I may have to hop on that uh bandwagon with you, my alien brother. We may have to revisit the Sierra curse soon. Um, I expect the big game from Marquez Valdez, Scantling. I don't expect too much from Devontae Adams. I think Jalen Rams is going to shadow him the entire game. He's going to have his catches, you know, here and there, but I don't expect them to just get loose. Uh, I do expect a big game from MVS, so give me the pack. Um, 
it's supposed to be snowing in, in Green Bay. So the Rams are a I don't know if do they have an indoor stadium? I think they do. No, it's outdoor. Well, either way, it's in LA. It don't, snow, it don't even rain in, in Southern California. Shout out to Tony, Tony, Tony. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Packers uh, because Aaron Rodgers is on a mission to come out of the NFC. Um, as bad as Jared Goff is, the Rams defense is that legit. I honestly think there's two upsets this weekend. I think this is one of them. Give me the Rams. Hmm. Why are you shocked? He's been picking against the Packers all year. <laughs> <laughs> he's been strong on that one. one. They not. He's been strong on that one. I just think that like that Rams defense is legit. Aaron Donald's oh, real. supposed to be. That's yeah, real. Play. Um, but I think somebody bought up a, a Vasquez, but Troy Hill is a good ass corner too. And oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I understand it. I understand the weather conditions, but. Their Rams defense is legit, and I think the Packers got offensive line issues, which is why they just picked up one very, very I don't see their offensive line holding up well. When you ain't holding up the offensive line well for any quarterback, yeah, it's going to be a long day. So I'm going with the Rams. Real quick, too, the Rams, y'all know they traded a bunch of first-round picks to the Jaguars. They still have drafted very well on defense. Like They've been bringing in some six-rounders that start in their corner in safety. Like It's, it's crazy. <laughs> Legit defense, legit defense. Um, so, so next up, we have the Baltimore Ravens going against the Buffalo Bills. Lamar Jackson looked every bit of Lamar Jackson last week against the Tennessee Titans. Damn, Josh Allen was damn Josh Allen last week against the against the Indianapolis Colts. So, got two good quarterback matchups in this one. Um, tell me who y'all got winning. Um, I pick two. Um, the AFC Championship, um, while my teams are still in there, and that's the Bills. Um, I had Bills versus Colts, actually. Um, and so the Bills already took down the Colts. Um, and I got the Bills taking down the Ravens. Uh, so give me the Buffalo Bills. One of the reasons I had the, the um, Ravens losing to the Saints, actually, was because I didn't think that they would play with the same kind of swag that they had. You know, last year, um, the same energy. And, like, this game, they actually came with it. But I think you're going to go up against a better defense in the Bills, so, you know, a more cohesive team on offense. You know, Josh Allen is, you know, Josh Allen and still doing his thing. So um, I'm, I'm going to go with the Bills on this one. I've been loving what I've been seeing, and I'm I'm, I'm going to roll with them. Are you sure? Because now we're picking the same team again, too. <laughs> <laughs> say, I think somebody else may pick the Bills, too. As long as somebody else picks the Bills, I think we're good. But if not, I think I'm Oh, don't worry about that, man. Y'all see y'all though. Y'all see y'all saw how Baltimore celebrated last week. They literally spent their whole offseason built on stopping Derrick Henry and they succeed and celebrate like they won a Super Bowl. So they want they won a Super Bowl. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> they going out tomorrow. They Thank, you, Brother Thank you, Captain. <laughs> well, for the sake, I had an upset pick too, and this one is actually it. Um I'm actually gonna go with the Ravens. Like I, I get it, what Josh Allen and the Bills offense has been doing, but I, they almost lost last week. They almost lost it to Philip Rivers somehow, some way. I don't know. I but I think this Ravens team is motivated. I think now that they got the monkey off their back and beat Tennessee in Tennessee, they're gonna take that momentum and they're gonna they're gonna get a Buffalo by three. Gotcha. Okay. It'll be 24-21. Tw- 
This will be my score. I am torn, man, because I feel like these two teams match up so well. Um, the Buffalo Bills have a half-line offense, at least on the perimeter. They don't have a good running game at all, like zero running game. Um, and the Baltimore Ravens, I mean, they got a pair of, of cornerbacks that you can put on literally anybody. So we're going to see if 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 top five digs can be top five digs against Marcus Peters. Um, I, yeah, he will. <laughs> I'm gonna roll with the Buffalo Bills to cover the wagons because I feel like Josh Allen, he's looking like 2017 Carson Wentz, where he is converting on third down. He's making crazy ass throws. Like he just got that look, he got that glow. And I don't think anybody's stopping him in this game. So give me the Bills. Great. Calm. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm kind of torn as well on this pick, too. I mean. The Baltimore Ravens have looked good, but it's not just Lamar Jackson. I think the Baltimore defense, the one, the defense that everybody kind of talked about at the beginning of the year, is starting to come back. Um, so I think that's, uh, I think that's part of the success that, they, that they've had not only just last week, but um, in um, ending the season too. Um, but I'm going with the Bills only because I feel like Josh Allen makes one to two more plays more than Lamar Jackson. That's the only reason. I think that's for me. That's the deciding factor in this game. I think Josh Allen and what he did last week. I mean that throw. Because I think, in my opinion, he made that one solid throw to really keep them in the game. And I think it was like third and nine, third and ten. He was rolling out to the right, and he just dotted one to the. Yeah. I was like, that's not supposed to be able to happen. <laughs> um, that throw was absolutely ridiculous. Um, so I'm going with I'm going with Buffalo. Just because I think they had they made one to two more plays more than Baltimore. Um, so after that, we have the um, Cleveland Browns who looked really really well on last week. Their head coach is now back in Kevin Kevin Stefanski, um, going against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, spread on that was Kansas City plus ten, so uh, <laughs> that's a little high in my opinion, but it's real. Go ahead and pick nonetheless. So, still saying more to Tim who y'all got winning. Sorry. Sorry, I trying to talk. Oh, I didn't choose the Browns last week. Um, I did choose the Steelers, I'm going to be honest. Um, But this Cleveland Browns team is extremely motivated. Um, And the Chiefs, to me, seem content. Um, Everyone's going to give the Chiefs their best. And I think I don't think the Browns gave their best last week against the Steelers. I think the Browns still have something left to give. Like when you play a Super Bowl champ, you want to give your best um, on the race to the Super Bowl um, run, so to speak. Um, so go ahead and give me the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting on go ahead for the other side. He's going somewhere. Yes, you ain't torn. Speak it. Speak your truth. Right. <laughs> um, because this season still has 2020 attached to it, I feel like that it will affect this game. I'm going to go ahead and say it, man. I got the Browns winning. Um, I think when you look at the Chiefs and the game that they, I guess, lost, because like I said, I don't count the last game that they lost because of the last time. Um, but the game they lost against the, the Raiders, Great run attack, great defense, and you know what I'm saying. And um, Derek Hart, he he controlled the game to, for them to win. 
I think Baker Mayfield does the same thing again this week. The defense is going to come out with the energy it needs. Like, I know it's Patrick Mahomes, but I'm a roll just because it's 2020, man. Get, give me the Browns. And Patrick Mahomes won the Super Bowl in 2020. Am I correct? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. no, they had but it was in the start of 2020 when the Super Bowl took place, my friend. Hey, I mean, I tell you. Um, it's 2020, man. <laughs> I tell you this. Brown still got some cornerbacks coming back. Denzel Ward don't come back, yada, yada. Uh, yeah, coach come back. That's all cool. They got a good running attack. They defense a little iffy still. Mm. You know, they can give up 28 nothing on the Chiefs like they did the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I still believe the Chiefs will come back like they did against the Texas last year. Because <laughs> the Chiefs just That's do that. Mm-hmm. So give me the Chiefs to cover. You said plus ten. Yeah. Oh, minus ten. Yeah. 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 Rocket science, bro. If you want to make some money, I pick. I pick them to go over. I pick. I, I take the two. It's like, this ain't rocket science, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get it. Cleveland's getting healthier. They're getting their. They're getting Kevin Stefanski back as well. But uh, the first commandment of the Let's Be Real podcast: Thou shalt not pick against Patrick Mahomes. So give me the chance. <laughs> Savage, don't do this to me, dog. Don't do this to me, dog. Um, <laughs> la- <laughs> so last week was surreal. Like that first quarter was like, is this really happening right now? Am I about to get podcast goal for let's be real? And <laughs> <laughs> you just had to keep breaking it up, huh? <laughs> and the I don't know sports podcast. Like I texted too, and I was like, bro, like <laughs> what's going on? So I mean, the 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 Browns are getting back Stefanski. They're, they're getting back their their All Pro left guard uh, Batonio. Um, the run game did not miss a beat last week at all. Like, and this was a backup left guard, backup tackle, whatever it is. Um, so the Browns look good. My biggest fear is, yeah, go ahead, Shark. Didn't Jack Conklin get hurt? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I my biggest fear is. The Chiefs getting up like by 21 points, and then it's like, dang, that's once they get up, man, it's like, man, it's a wrap. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying for the Browns specifically, the Browns, if they are ahead, they're gonna hold that ball and it's gonna drip. It's gonna be Excel clock like mad. They're gonna drip that giant all the way down and slow it all the way down. But what I think happens um on Sunday is that similar to the Pittsburgh game, the Browns are gonna find some kind of lucky way to get ahead, whether that's like a a, a fumble or a, a random pick from Mahomes or whatever, the Chiefs are going to find a way to come all the way back and probably get up by however much and then lose to the Browns because I'm not getting off this ship just yet. Give me <laughs> the Cleveland Browns to beat the Chiefs in a shootout 34-31. The Browns see the Buffalo Bills in the AFC Championship. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Let's go, Browns. That's my dog. That's my <laughs> <laughs> I'm rocking cool. this ship all the way. I'm going against first commandment of let's be real podcast. I am doing it, but that's because Baker right. is, is, is 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 cooking. So let's let's get it. We we doing it together, bro. We doing it. Yes, together. sir. <laughs> I think for me, one thing that's not talked about enough is Kansas City's defense. I think is is we we want to talk Patrick Mahomes. You want to talk Travis Kelsey. You want to talk. Um, uh, how do I forget the, the release fast one? Yeah, there, there, you go. Go. there you go. As much as everybody wants to talk about their offense, I think their defense has been really, really good. 
Um, so for me, I think that's the difference in the game. Uh, and of course, Patrick Mahomes and we all know the first commandment of let's be real. Don't ever go against Patrick Mahomes. Um, so I'm 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 going with the Chiefs. I don't think that the Browns cover or yeah, I don't think the Browns cover, but I'm I'm going with Chiefs and just because it's Patrick Mahomes. So you're saying wait. the Chiefs are gonna go? So they'll win by more than 10? No, they won't cover, sorry. I don't think no, they'll cover. Okay. Um, so then the last game, we have a, a, a battle. Uh, we have a, a game that's on the History Channel. Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going against uh, Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. Um, game is set to start at 540 on Sunday. Same order. Tell me who y'all got one in. I, I'm trying to recall the last time that Thomas um lost a divisional round game um and it i'm trying to think um the Jets, the Jets can't wait <laughs> can't wait now i don't think that was divisional i think that was an afc that was championship but your point the jet yeah i think the was division. Yeah. what was that like, a long time ago <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. um he don't lose divisional games he'll lose the afc championship AFC Championship game, maybe even the NFC Championship game if they make it that far. Um, but y'all, the same way I feel the NBA about James Harden is the same way I feel about Drew Brees. Mm. Um, and so um, I, I love the Saints. So it's, it's the New Orleans Buckeyes, if you ask me. Um, so go ahead and, and give me Thomas um, to okay. make his Air Warrior okay. tour um, and possibly – be as close as we can get to having the actual team play in the actual stadium uh, for the Super Bowl. So go and give me Tam. So I won't be picking with my heart again because I do feel like this is one of last Jubilee's last seasons, at least with the Saints, um, possibly his last season. But I'm not going to pick against Tom Brady in this one. Um, I think Tampa's mm. going to be turned uh, for the Super Bowl. So I'm I'm, I'm going to roll out with Tom Brady. I'm going to uh, give me the book. Not okay. <laughs> All right, man. I mean, it's the fact that you're going first, man. If you were going last, you'd be agreeing with me. Excellent. <laughs> uh, this one's Think tough. This one's tough because it's hard to be a team three times, but the two times they play, I mean, the Saints whooped just really whooped them. But to their credit, it was early in the season. Um, really, both games, uh, and Tampa Bay's playing their best ball right now. But New Orleans defense, and what we were talking about, the Rams defense, New Orleans defense is probably – now, I ain't just talking about the Bears game last week. I'm talking about before that because uh, the Bears – it's the Bears. I mean, I blah. <laughs> but <laughs> no, right. season, their defense, like the Rams, how we talking about their defense, the Ravens, their defense is up there. Uh, they have one of the top defense in the NFL. So, this one – whoa, why do I have to choose? <laughs> Bang. Ah, it's hard. Go on, it's hard to go against Tom Brady, but he always wins divisional games at worst. He doesn't play on the road in divisional rounds. That's why he hasn't lost in a while. He's not at home. Sure? He's on the road. Give me the Saints. Ooh, okay. To Sharky's point about New Orleans defense, their defense is actually uh, pretty decent. And like you said, it's up there with uh, – Love the Rams and all uh, the rest and the Ravens and the rest of the crew or whatever. Um, I know it's the Bears, but the Saints didn't look good last week against the Bears. If the Bears had anything resembling the offense, they could have pulled off their upset if we wanted to be real. 
Um, and like you yeah. said, it's tough to be a team. It's tough to beat a team three times in the season. Uh, so with that being said, give me Thomas. 24-20. Um, one thing that I noticed about that game last week, or really just the past couple of games with the with the Buccaneers, the former Pittsburgh Steeler is happy. He is getting the ball. He's accepted. He has a quarterback that talks to him like he's a human. Um, and Mike Evans did not miss a beat. Either. I mean, six for, for a buck 19. Uh, if Chris Godwin could catch the damn ball, that'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just think that the Buccaneers, um, I think this is destined right now for them to beat the Saints. Drew Brees, it's a, it's a wrap, man. I, I think it's a wrap. And I don't believe in any New Orleans Saints defense that lost to the Philadelphia Eagles. That's just my opinion. Uh, so go, give me Thomas Edward Brady the second to go on to the NFC Championship. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. There you go. (laughs) Full night. There you go. (laughs) A lot of y'all picked. It was a lot more picks for the Buccaneers than I thought it would be. Um, I'm going with uh, the Bucs just because I – it's something that's different about this game. It's – the Bucs are blown out twice, like, by the Saints. Like, at the ass will. And I can't see this. I I feel like for some odd reason, I feel like the Saints may be – Maybe their edge is down a little bit. Or maybe they come into this game a little bit more confident than they probably normally should or would. Uh, but I'm going with Bucks. If it's one thing I got left right in this NFL season, it's been the Bucks. So I'm going to ride that one all the way out. <laughs> uh, I'm going with uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win this game. Good picks, y'all. All right. Ooh, should be an interesting weekend. Fine. <sighs> all right. Guess what it's time for. You want to go first with yours? Yeah, so let me go ahead. Pull, please pull a my troller now, Captain. What the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> I know you. I knew you was going there with that. I knew you. Please tell me. <laughs> tuna, eggs, and grits. What kind of combination is this? <laughs> so is it breakfast or is it is it is it lunch? What is this? Explain for our audio. Explain for our audio listeners. <laughs> What I I said, this has got to be a troll. There is no (laughs) way on God's green earth that (laughs) I mean, they had tacos at one point. That's fine and dandy, but I know damn well they ain't putting no damn tuna sandwiches. Where did she go? (laughs) (laughs) Nah, he said he he gotta be laying down to spin in the chair. Please tell me. This is a troll. This is a troll, right? <laughs> Wait, come out real quick, y'all. Real quick, real quick, real quick. So, can, can I say this really quick? For those of you who picked the Chiefs, if the Browns win, you must buy this sandwich. That's a sight. If the Browns win, you must buy this sandwich. <laughs> first of come all, on, first of all, I better not catch anybody buying it. <laughs> anybody. 
Uh, Bianca, don't forget. Find out you stopped at Burger King and you got a damn tuna sandwich. What is, what is that next to it? Corn nuggets? Hey, don't forget the mac. Don't forget the mac and Cheetos they had at the time. Yeah. We haven't talked food in a while. Please tell me this is a troll. Yeah, it's not a troll. What, what's, the, what's the platter? Oh, what's that going this can't be real. Hold on, man. Tuna, that's eggs, the and Tuna eggs, and grits. Is that the bread? First of all, I ain't eating grits from no damn fast food. Man. I made my own damn grits. Exactly. <laughs> I'm about to eat it with hash rounds on the side. The way I saw this too. The reason, the way, the reason I saw this is because on Twitter somebody said, "Have y'all bought the the grits from Burger King?" And somebody was somebody's response was, I bought you bought what from where is the response. <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. And I said, Ain't no way Burger King is serving grits. They, they got a platter for five dollars. Why is the platter five dollars? Okay. Can I the tuna sandwich? Okay, hold on, wait, 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 wait. We're not gonna get off this subject. We're not done with this one. First of all, why does it cost four three fifty for two out of ten chicken of the sea? I mean, you can get sixteen cans of tuna Thanks. for twenty cents. Why are you going there to get Thanks. your bun toasted to put some tuna on there with some lettuce and tomato and paying? Burger King, Burger King, <laughs> not Tuna King. Strong ass B, Burger King. The croissant which is two fifty. You know you can get two for four with a real meat. <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta get chicken at the sea for two fifty on the croissant. You don't want a tuna burger, bro. <laughs> I don't want the impossible burger. I I want my burger turkey. That's how I like my burger. I don't want no tuna. I don't want no no grits. I don't want no eggs. Where are they storing the tuna in Burger King? So y'all close the lobby down and y'all putting the tuna in the lobby because you kept it on the grill. I'm just trying to figure it out. <laughs> Oh, I think I can oh say that the, the, the owners of, of, of Burger King made an investment oh of a lot of tuna. It's COVID, bro. COVID. Burger King is struggling. Let's just say that. Oh, my God. 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 Economics, bro. 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 When you see Burger King putting out Burger tacos, they're they're about to go bankrupt. They are, man. Oh, they, they, are. they they books that. <laughs> back, but cheated, man. Back to the Toon King line, Ooh. bro. I worked at Chick Fil A. Well, I worked at Chick Fil A back in the day, man. I, I was in the kitchen, but I used to hear all the orders. Somebody came up there and said, "Do y'all got burgers, bro?" <laughs> My guy famous is like, "Nah, Burger King down the street." But <laughs> <laughs> why was that in his office? <laughs> Oh my God, bro! Oh, Lord. Hey, the fattest podcast, baby. Here we go. Twenty twenty one. They want being fat. They want being fat. They were just. 
That's Ooh. a PSA. Why we can't be healthy? That's all I got. Why we can't be healthy? Nobody eating that from a person. I saw that the segment was trolling all. I saw that on my Twitter timeline. I said, well, damn, this got to be. This has got to be talked about. No, that's got to be coronavirus. That's what that got to be. Exactly. <laughs> COVID. 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 Your boy, this way, <laughs> Man, it made me cry. Hey, um, can anybody, can anybody top it? <laughs> that may be better uh, than not, my not That may be better than my job. Uh, my two I mean, <laughs> yeah, because John Wall looking pretty good. So, yeah. Yeah, John Wall's actually playing. He had something about, uh, about the Jaguars passing on Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely a troll. <laughs> oh, please. Urban Meyer, he's not going to take Trevor Lawrence. He is going to take Justin Fields. You can book that. I don't know how you want to put that in a troll or not, but Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence because of Urban Meyer. It's not a troll. No, I feel that. I feel that. I feel, I think that'll be the only way that, that happens. So, I'm, looking I mean, for, I'm looking forward I'm looking forward to playing Urban So, So according to, according to that logic, right, Pass the Jaguars pass on Trevor Lawrence so they can draft Justin Fields, right? Number two pick is the Jets. They just said they want they might commit to Sam Darnold according to reports. That's oh, because wow. they want Trevor Lawrence. So Trevor Lawrence falls number two. They think yeah, yeah. by Sam Darnold. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> That's only because they know they think that Trevor Lawrence is going one. Let me ask you this. What are the chances that uh, Jacksonville draft Trevor Lawrence but try to trade him you know, for the, a lower pick, but they can't find the right package, so now you're stuck with, with Trevor Lawrence? Stuck with Trevor Lawrence. The guy who had who had Justin Fields going number one because of Urban Meyer. That's what I'm saying. Urban Meyer, Justin Fields, they belong together according to some, but he will be stuck with 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 Sunshine. I, I, I get your question, but you don't yeah. make that pick without knowing that you already have the deal in place. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay, 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 yeah, 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 okay, okay, okay. Just goes back to what, what do y'all think the chances of that will happen? But that's a good point. Who Jacksonville's quarterback right now? You said what? Who Jacksonville's quarterback? Yeah, Minshew. Yeah, Blake Bortle. Blake they're taking a quarterback number one. Yeah, I don't know who they're taking the QB, no matter which one it is. They're going to trade down unless they trade down number two. How much they paying Gardner Minshew? I wouldn't mind having Gardner Minshew. I just need somebody not to turn over the damn ball. He's a fifth round pick. He ain't getting paid nothing. He ain't sorry, but I mean, yeah, I don't need, that's real I need somebody that's not going to turn the ball over. That's all I need. He got, <laughs> some, swag. He got some swagger now. Swagger. Okay. Gardner swag. Right. I want to have some fun with this trolling now, real quick, before, before uh, we all come out here. So, because the just because of what Savage just said, trolling now, there's a chance that Trevor Lawrence will move out the top two. That's a troll. They'll trade. man. No, that's a troll. Somebody trade up the Falcons, the the Panthers, the whoever, the, the Eagles. If he wanted to trade up, nah. The Patriots. I really hope my Panthers trade up, man. I really hope my Panthers can find a way to trade, but we'll see. All right, Trevor, end us off. All right, we're just gonna keep it short and sweet here. Um, of course, not a whole lot of games in the NFL because it's the divisional um, divisional round uh, weekend. 
So from all that I've looked at, the best possible bet that you can make to possibly make a uh, quick buck or whatever, I'm actually going to go with the over-under for the Saints and the Buccaneers. Right now, uh, they're projecting them to go over 52, 52 points combined. Um, I'm actually going to take the under there because um, I – I don't think this is going to be a shootout like a lot of people are checking to be because it's Tom Brady and Drew Brees. So um, take the under in that one, under 52 points uh, for the Saints and the Buccaneers. So. History channel for a reason. <laughs> there you go. That's not nice. Where is she do them okay, Vic, right? <laughs> I was trying to find that 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 croissant. Oh, exactly, he went to go get one. <laughs> when he, when he left the first time, he had to go tell the wife, "Hey, wife, y'all think we go get it? You want one?" Yeah. <laughs> Look, and, and no one breathes. She would kick his ass out if he, if he brought it up. She would kick him out. She would kick him out. Now he want a tuna burger. <laughs> tuna burger, he do. <laughs> right. Bro, Bert, I swear, Bert, you struggling around here in these streets. I swear they are. Yeah, that's funny, man. Bert, that's funny. They anything at this point. Jeez. Uh-huh. <laughs> that got tuna burgers. <laughs> you might call them tuna king. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. All right, man. It's been real, man. <laughs> Y'all got anything? I'm about to go off. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just I'm got one thing. Off. If I catch anybody buying that damn tuna sandwich, I'm whooping their ass. Is that something? If you ain't listen no. to nothing else on this podcast, if you ain't listen to nothing, on, you're not buy that damn tuna sandwich. If I just start hey, serving tuna help. All right. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> All right, man. That's a... That's a... <laughs> Peace, man. Peace. We out. <laughs>